I was born ready, baby. I know you were. Howdy. Welcome to the Managing Expectations podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Winger. With me, as always, is the aide-de-camp, Mr. Brian Grimm. Howdy, Brian. Howdy, Jeff. Man, it's great to see you. Great to be back. So true. At the current rate in which we are dropping episodes, we will call this the special NFL playoff edition of the Managing Expectations podcast. Will, will, will either of us live in a city that will have a team represented in the NFL playoffs? Likely no. You don't, you don't think Dallas has a shot? Oh, Dallas is a mess. D- hasn't Dallas won like three? Aren't they like three and one? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, because they've, they've won three. Um, what's his name? Dak Prescott got hurt. And then that other guy... Cooper Rush, maybe? Anderson Cooper Rush um, has come in and won. He's gone three and three. I don't know. Okay. I don't whereas, know. whereas the Broncos are terrible. And that and that and that pains me. I'll tell you what's awesome though, is thinking about those old uniforms. Like I think they ought to go back to the old school orange and light blue. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think the luster of the 21st century uh, uniforms is kind of worn off. You know, they've had those for 20 years now. And, and, and what century would that put them? It, well, it's actually been longer than that because John Elway was wearing one when, he, when they won those two Super Bowls. So that was the late 90s, right? Uh, yeah, so it's been 25 years. Well, yeah, that you got really excited at the thought of it being 25 years. Yeah. Could you imagine if a team had the same uniforms in 1950 that they did, or in the same uniforms that they had in 1975 that they did in 1950? That wouldn't make any sense. You mean like the Packers and the and the Bears and the Giants? I don't know. Okay. Clearly, I don't know anything about football. Well, you, you do, and uh, the thing is, I, I text you all my football questions on Sunday, and as I've had to tell uh, Polly Fingers, uh, you don't work Sundays. I do work Sundays. I just don't work with you on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Polly Fingers, he can't be with us this afternoon. Uh, I think that he's got... Um, uh, a photo shoot for uh, International Mail, Hot Lad Magazine. So uh, his wife posts a bunch of uh, pictures on Instagram, and uh, there's one of him lay- laying crossways on their bed, and he just looks like so cute and cuddly, and he's got their their dachshund. You know, he's like, like holding his dachshund and it just, it totally reminded me of those teen, like teen beat, tiger beat kind of magazines from like the seventies, which would like have David Cassidy and Donny Osmond and just like all these uh, uh, perfectly sanitized celebrity dream boats for the adolescent girl in the neighborhood the adolescent girls in the neighborhood and uh it was hilarious <laughs> he, uh yeah sorry i missed it yeah and then and then i commented to that effect and they took it down i know it's, you know, it's not like nobody in my wife's family can take a joke. Um, I'm rolling my eyes right now, which no one can see. But I think I think that it was, didn't I give the verbal cue for roll, eye roll, major eye roll coming? I, I actually didn't see your comment. You sent it to me via 
via direct message. And that's all that I could see. I couldn't see anything related to the post. Uh, okay. I, I, don't, I don't know how Instagram works other than I don't like it because I, th I think that's like, uh, like bad guys can like get photos of, of like chicks and then make a fake account in their name. And then there's like, so there's like, jail bait you know in various states of beachwear and you know so i mean like these women that i don't know who seem well i mean i don't i don't they're not real women i think they're robots um but using an actual girl's um you know photos uh is uh you know and they they're like so and so is following you and i click over and i'm like no that's not real. And if it is, I don't, I don't want to be friends. And this happens on the internet. <laughs> See, so even though we're without teen heartthrob poly fingers, we have the funny one. You're here. You're here with us. Yeah. But I don't sound like Paul. No, no, you don't. So um, we actually uh, had dinner. We, we had uh, a late lunch with them last Sunday. We went over. Uh, Paul's uh, parents were in town from uh, England. And I don't know. They're, they, they actually, they're not in London. I mean, it's like, how big, how big can England be? I mean, it's like, it's not that big, right? I don't even know how. I don't even know how they have any like green space. It's, it's, it's so tiny. <laughs> I mean, what is England? Like the size of Rhode Island? I don't even know. They've got two airports, right? So, I mean, that takes up a lot of space. I think Manchester's an, an international airport. So that, what? They've got three. Yeah. Oof. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know they're they're really up and coming. I think England's kind of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, by the way, the Downton Abbey episode um, had some folks listen to it. That was funny. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, you never know where you're going to find a diamond. And that's and that's without people like listener Al uh, who were unable to hear it on Spotify because I didn't post it right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Are we still, are we still, are people still boycotting Spotify? No. For, uh, no? No. They no. got over that? Dude, Neil Young's back on Spotify. Is he really? Yes. Everything blows over, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. I mean, when it starts hitting these guys in the pocketbook, I think it does. I mean, I, I don't know why. I mean, look, you, you know, you want to be on the platforms, but, you know, look, nobody cares. Look, I mean, does Joe Rogan bother you? I just don't listen to him. Just don't listen to him. Okay, but I mean, the people are going to flip out and say he's, he's, you know, radicalizing, you know, the youth of America. You know, I don't, I haven't seen... I mean, in the course of your day, do you come into contact with people who have been radicalized by Joe Rogan? I don't, or at least not that I'm aware of, you know, right. a, a sleeper cell or something. <laughs> On the other hand, the, 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 you know, you do run into other people who have been radicalized by this or that. That's correct. Um, the political parties, certain social agendas and but none of those see I, I i can't lay those at the feet of joe rogan no so 
Anyway, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that either. I, but I, I just, I thought of something kind of interesting. Um, I, I said that, you know, everything blows over. What's like, what's like one of the biggest things that was like, but this, this is never going away. This is always going to be on people's minds, but then it, it just, it just, people just don't think about it anymore. What do you think? Well, I, I thought of Chandra Levy, who was that intern or worked for a congressman who like was found dead in a park in Washington, D.C. And like everybody was like, um, Congressman, can we have a word? And then 9-11 happened. And I can't yeah. even believe I remember Chandra Levy's name. Yeah. What's funny is when you as soon as you said her name, I thought political scandal, but I couldn't connect what it was yeah yeah was, yeah i mean i mean it was a big deal but it was overtaken by events and that you know that's how it goes that's usually how it goes yeah yeah uh is, is that what you meant or did that's you a, just... yeah no that's exactly what i meant okay yeah i mean i mean so you know i don't i i have no idea what whether or not that uh congressman has any culpability uh in the death of the young woman but um would have been nice to know for sure <laughs> <laughs> he 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 was removed from the hot seat uh when you know al-qaeda killed whatever what was it 3800 americans yeah well 3800 people in america I and mean, it was a pretty international cast yeah extra sure. thing um so a week ago uh, we had an art show. It was a Winger Abstracts art show. Can I tell you about it? I'd love to hear about it. So I wanted to do this in like July. So so what it was was uh, I had I had paintings new and old that I'd done, and I had them up in in our house. So in the, the living room the dining room the hallway so essentially the, the the front of our house and um had probably 20 people over i invited some others you know not everybody can make it and uh it was a night of uh wine and cheese actually it was more than cheese mrs winger really put out an appetizer spread bless her heart mm. um the people got much more than i promised and much more than they expected because uh you know mrs winger was doing the prep work and um uh it was i think a good time was had by all um i ended up selling like four four paintings um over the course of the evening that's great um, congratulations yeah. Yeah, I, thank you. I, I, I was really psyched. And there's, and there's, frankly, there's interest in other paintings, which um, uh, continue to hang. But, you know, it was the first time I'd done it. So it was kind of a, it was kind of a, a beta test, you know. Uh, there's some things that, you know, like I need to improve the lighting in the hallway. Um, and and uh, I want to talk to you about that because I know that you've, you know, kind of as a, as a hobby, you've, you know, you're, you're kind of interested in, um, you know, some lighting. I'll mess, I'll mess around with uh, residential lighting every once in a while, dabble in it. <laughs> when people ask me, what are my hobbies? I, I say mountain biking and residential lighting, recess lighting, mostly. <laughs> um, so, um, Let's see. So, so was so, so anyway. So I wanted to do it in July, but that was coming up hard and fast on Mrs. Winger's um, medical procedure. So she had a lot on her plate, and she didn't think having twenty strangers over to the house was going to be a great idea. They weren't all strangers, by the way. Um, uh, the uh, the list was people who already had my artwork. Um, like the art people from work, like essentially mm -hmm. the art department. So Sal Romano uh, and, and, and others. Um, 
let's see and 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 just some friends some folks who have been to, uh you know supportive <clears throat> and we um um so anyways so so she nixed that and i couldn't believe she she okayed this one uh but she did and you know it was a lot of it was on me to you know clean you know what mrs winger calls deep cleaning uh so clean the house more than i'm satisfied with and um and and then she was a trooper you know i mean she she made you know as as i said she made these uh you know just several like wonderful appetizers hard cheeses soft cheeses jalapeno dip i mean just a ton of stuff um like i said i had i had 20 um uh pieces of work so i had um uh, a painting cell from uh 2016 and uh let's see one two was the third uh three three others that were all new so um it, it was it was a success and mrs yeah. winger's already signed off on a second one so we're looking forward to that yeah uh that's great what i'll do i'm going to do one in september uh you know for like the big vogue magazine issue and then i'm going to do one in the spring that coincides with the uh big uh issue of bride magazine uh-huh that's I, for, I when, think, yeah people what, are feeling their, people are feeling the most artsy you know fancy yeah uh the uh the hors d'oeuvre sound great <laughs> making me hungry just thinking about yeah they were good yeah yeah they were good so then so so um it was uh it went from seven to ten and uh you know i actually i had this i had this idea so so you know um our swing and pad is, uh, you know, a, a mid-century ranch, okay, here in the suburbs. And uh, we got a lot of wall space, so it's easy to hang the paintings. Um, uh, several years ago, I read about this woman. Uh, she was like a concert pianist, and she would invite like, I don't know, in the off season, she would invite people to her home and, you know, for, you know, and, and, and frankly, she charged, a, you know, a cover charge, but then she, you know, served wine and uh, like that. And she got, she got sideways with the city who wanted to um, uh, say that she was selling, um, you know, liquor she was selling liquor in her house and and so she was trying to operate a restaurant and so it just became this whole regulatory brouhaha you still with me buddy i'm with you sorry no it's okay i just didn't know if i was losing you and your airpod pros in your are you, are you good yeah yeah okay so anyway, so I thought, well, why can't I do that? I mean, I, I you know, it, it, it's so much simple. I mean, okay, so you don't have, you don't have the same audience. You don't, you don't get across this to the same audience. Um, but if it's like an invitation only thing, maybe people would be more comfortable. And uh, I, I mean, I think one of the, one of the things that's, um, you know, I mean, I mean, there, it, it was a success on various levels. One is, you know, it was financially viable. Okay. It was, you know, I don't want to say lucrative, like, you know, oh man, I'm, I went in and quit my job the next day. Um, but it was profitable. Yeah, actually, Brian, to be, to be perfectly honest, I got to do the math because, you know, some paintings come together pretty quick. And other paintings take forever and it's ridiculous. And then you got to like factor in your materials and, and all of that. And then, you know, of course, and I kept my receipts, but you know, we've got, you know, we got the wine, we got the cheese, we got to, you know, got to account for all of that. You know, if I was a real business, I would have to account 
for time spent cleaning, deep cleaning, and uh, and putting the appetizers together, uh, getting the getting the good glasses out of uh, out of the cabinet, you know that sort of stuff, wiping you know rinsing the inch of dust off of them. So all of that. So I don't know if I actually made money. What I do know is that whereas I didn't have money in my pocket a week ago, I do tonight because I translated um, uh, what would it be what would it be called? Um, well, I mean inventory into you know into sales. Yeah, revenue. Re re revenue yeah so you know i mean and oh and the other thing is you know i'm gonna have to pay taxes on this so um you, you know i i don't really know but selling four paintings in a day uh is pretty exciting pretty exhilarating I, i'm i'm incredibly gratified that people are digging what i'm doing um i actually swung by so um one couple that bought a painting, um, I ended up going past their house and they had it on the wall and man, it looked fantastic. That's great. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, it really, it, I mean, it, honestly, it, it looked really cool. Um, so, you know, I got to make sure that I'm, I'm selling stuff at a good price too. I don't want to. Um... You should, uh, if I can offer some advice, yeah. Uh, keep up the momentum and maybe casually mention to some of the folks that were there, to some of the big supporters, say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this again. I'm thinking about either doing it in a month or two or maybe in the spring. What do you think? And that way, you know, they can say, no, you should do it sooner, possibly if they feel that way, but they'll invite new people to come over. They'll start to tell other people about it. Actually, <clears throat> I'm happy to report that I have already done that um, because Mrs. Winger has signed off on a spring uh, show. Uh, I have started telling people and everybody who came is on the, you know, is is poised to bring somebody else. It's great. Yeah. Uh, I've also started carrying cards. So like I ended up talking to an interior designer at work and she said, and I told her I just had an art show and uh, it went very well. She said, well, do you have a card? I said, why? Well, yes, I do. I'm, and in fact, I'm a card carrying artist. That's like, that's, that's, a, that's the job that you need the least amount of certification. Yeah. Yeah. Still, you know, it's funny. Uh, so, so like um, one of the artists from work, uh, I mean, she's just in love with this big, you know, frankly, more expensive painting. And um, uh, she, but she, um, uh, and I just can't hardly believe that she couldn't do it herself. I mean, I've seen, she does really cool stuff herself. Um, even though she's just a kid, she's like, she, she somehow has intuited um, like, like a, a, a 1970s pop um, graphic uh, aesthetic. So she, so she does all this cool stuff. And I mean, it, it could be the logo for anything from the MTM production company or, you know, the Mike Douglas show or, you know, something, something like that, you know, with like the, the groovy font and then the bright colors, you know, the, mm -hmm. the repeating patterns of circles and stuff, you know, whatever. Oh man. Speaking of the seventies, have you seen that? Have you, did you see the clip on Twitter of, uh, share being backed up by the Osmond brothers. That was outstanding, man. That was, that was some white people funky. <laughs> uh, anyway. On my, 
on my last uh, last time I was out of town, we were just wandering around and went into an art gallery. We saw something that looked interesting uh, in the window, and so we wandered in. And so the uh, the girl who was working there, she comes up and uh, get this. Her opening line is, uh, "What's your art budget this year?" <laughs> <laughs> This year, <laughs> uh, I'll have to check my spreadsheet. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember offhand what um, my art budget is this year. Yeah. Well, I've been thinking about replacing the live, laugh, love uh, trip ditch. <laughs> uh, that's funny. So yeah. one of the things, so I did a couple things that I think um, made it a hit. Uh, one of them was uh, next to each of the paintings, I had like liner notes. Um, and sometimes, which is what you call, you know, like the the written part on the inside of a record, right? But um, it was, you know, so kind of like a museum, you know, they have like the little plaque off to the side and they tell you when and, you know, you know what to look look at in the painting well so i'm 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 looking inside of this and um there but but with me because i'm you know mr personality uh i write like kind of funny ones you know it's like well this is what i was thinking of when i when i painted this or this is what i was doing um, this is what it reminds me of. And then, and then I would also talk not, not so much about technique, but at least what I was trying to accomplish, um, you know, because, because some like, a, the thing is it's, um, as a, as an abstract expressionist, Brian, um, some of my paintings are, well, in Mrs. Winger's words, quote, kind of busy or, quote have a lot going on and um those are the ones she doesn't really like so then i try to do simple things and then it turns out she doesn't like those either and i'm just i'm just gonna have to make my you you know what she does like she likes it she likes it when the check's clear is what she likes i was gonna say if you're if if your wife was your only customer then you (laughs) really wouldn't be doing very well (laughs) okay and that's fair, but I want my wife to be proud of what I'm doing. Absolutely. But, you know, maybe her taste is all in her mouth too. So, yeah. yeah so people love a story. Um, and oftentimes I, I know, like for me, if I see a piece of art, I will say, I like that, but I don't know why I like it. And people have a hard time expressing how they feel about something or what's drawn, why they're drawn to it. Um, having some, a line, some liner notes or a story talking about it in the process gives them something that they can share with their friends and family. When they come over to say, wow, that's really interesting. Oh yeah. Here's what I know about it. And they seem feel smart and cultured and whatever. Yeah. Well, in fact, when people bought a, a painting, I pulled the thing off the wall. I put it behind the painting. And so they got the picture and the words. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I, and, I, and I think people like that. One of the, so the, some of the feedback I got was um, the, okay, so all the, uh, the hallway um, between the dining room and like the kitchen and the bathrooms uh, is, is narrow. So that's where all the smallest art should be. It needs better lighting. And I can fix that. I can fix that stuff you know, right away. Uh, the other thing is I, um, I, okay. So like some of these people, some of these, I liked everybody who came to my house. Uh, there were no absolute strangers and, uh, I didn't want them to think I was trying to take take advantage of them, you know, like, like it was another pampered Jeff party. Um, so I had, uh, I, I had my own copy of what I wanted 
for each of the paintings, <clears throat> but I didn't post it. And uh, I think that frustrated some people because some people were interested in art, but then didn't want to ask because they didn't know if it was for sale or not. And then they didn't want to like, you know, make an offer and they didn't want to ask because they didn't want to offend me. But the thing is, I didn't want to be money grubbing to them, you know, or, or just take advantage of our friendship. But as I say, most of these folks had already bought art. Um, you know, some now have multiple pieces. And, you know, I think it's kind of cool. I think that the more I sell, the more the other stuff, the more valuable the other stuff becomes. Yeah. No doubt. So I've, you know, I've, I've made it, I've made it known. A lot of people want to, you know, come to the next one. I mean, honestly, if I had enough paintings and the circumstances to do it, people would come next month. It's not really going to work out for me next month, but it's okay. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. No, I was really psyched. Then get this so a friend of ours plays for the dallas symphony orchestra and the saturday last saturday was their big opening night gala and uh they got us tickets she got us tickets and they were good they were good seats uh, we were down on the floor. Um, so, you know, the symphony, you know, pretty tight, bunch of musicians. Um, and then uh, the female vocalist was uh, a woman named Susan Graham, who is a pretty big name in the opera world, uh, which is uh, which is pretty amazing since... Um, she's a Texan, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I actually have some of her CDs and so I'm glad to have heard her sing, you know, before, um, there was another guy, I, hey, look, I couldn't understand what they were saying, you know, and, um, you know, I, I, I dressed up, you know, I, I, I you know, wore, you know, my, my best stuff. Uh, and, uh, we, we, you know, we went and, and it was great. And so, um, it was, uh, our friend who's in the orchestra, her husband, another friend of the, of theirs, of, you know, of ours. And, uh, and then Julian and I, and, and then afterwards there was like a party, you know, it was like open bar and like, okay, that was ridiculous. And it would have been even if I was a younger guy um, because, okay, so I don't know if you know, know this about rich people, but they can be super pretentious. Oh, yeah. That's what I found. <laughs> that's what I found. They're, they're not really like us. I mean, no. yeah. So, I mean, I kind of thought it, it might be like a, you know, like, like a big, like a big soiree, like you see in the movies, you know, and there might be like conversation and, and stuff. Well, first of all, I needed to stay close to Mrs. Winger because there was some, there were some big gals there and you know, you know how it is, Brian. I do. I do. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I'm just, I mean, I'm, I'm kryptonite to those ladies. For the same reason, chicks with a unibrow <laughs> oh i'm sorry we were talking about you go ahead <laughs> we, we were talking about your weight problem jeff <laughs> right <laughs> uh so well anyway and then they started playing and then and then they like turned but they you know there was no conversation there was like no like piano bar there's nobody tinkling the ivories while you know people engaged and you know noel coward-esque conversation uh 
you know, what they, were they, they doing? Well, they turned down the main lights. Okay, so like, uh, not obviously not in the auditorium, but back out in the grand marble lobby. Uh, they they turned down the main lights, turned up like the flashing strobes and neon, and they they started playing music that if it wasn't bass hunter it could have been i mean it was just like boom, tick, boom, tick, boom, tick. I, I can't really do that can you can you do techno music mm -mm. some people can you know who i bet can is america's sweetheart Polly fingers whole southern <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah yeah so um, so the, I, I was saying about going to lunch with them and, and like Paul's folks and they're lovely people. They really are. But uh, I made, I made a comment about the Tate gallery, the Tate modern in, in London. And she, and, and so mama Southern starts saying about, starts talking about this like big painting that was just the color red and um, like, what kind of imbecile would be fooled <laughs> by, you know, that's not art. That's just, you know, it's a gigantic swatch. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, you know, my, my red painting has a lot going on in it. It's not just plain. Right. And the bur and even, even the plain burgundy wasn't totally plain. So it was burgundy. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I'm I'm sitting there. Uh, would you Would you pass the barbacoa? Uh, also, maybe maybe the artist at the Tate Modern just can't paint horses. Did you ever think of that? Yeah. Uh, so listener Al came to the art show. Uh, listener Lauren came to the art show. That's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm telling. Yeah, and and then I get like a I get a call from well, I get a text from Lauren's sister saying you know my what, what what I can't remember what she called him my my dud brother gets an invitation and I don't get an invitation I'm like well I was and then I couldn't spell Marshall I was going to call her the Grand Marshall uh, of the Spring Show you know try to get off the hook <laughs> but. I don't know if Marshall is one L or two grand Marshall of the parade, you know, double L. I think so. So one L is the, the guy's name and two L's is like Raylan Givens and U S marshals and the grand marshal of the parade well anyway i called her the grand poobah and she didn't know what that was and she's like i don't know hang on let me go talk to a baby boomer and see what you're talking about oh come come on it escalated quickly okay so what you just said you just need to reverse it the name is two l's grand marshal is one what about Raylan givens uh deputy u.s marshal Raylan givens uh yeah one l okay there we go one l uh, here's how you remember that in the fugitive where dr richard kimball is being chased by tommy lee jones and the marshals uh one of the it was by isolating the noise on the phone call of the L train, how many how many trains did they hear? They heard one L train. That's I was going to I was going to say uh, Tommy Lee Jones has just one L in his name. Okay. Also, yeah. Okay. All right. Yours is probably simpler, so we'll go with that. Jerk. So, so we went to, uh, so we went to that, we went to the, um, uh, 
Dallas Symphony Orchestra Gala, heard Susan Graham, that she was great. And there was some guy singing next to her, but uh, I, I, um, I mean, I could, I could look up, I could look it up. It was, it, it wasn't, it, it seemed like some minor work. They just seemed to be like throwing everybody a bone. I think these were expensive tickets in the first place. In fact, I, um, uh, our friend who plays the violin, her husband said they were $500 tickets. And, Whoa. Uh, yeah. So imagine being the lawyers who were sitting there with their wives look getting a load of me yeah i'm a i'm an abstract expressionist painter what do you do was it was this a was this a coverdale page concert (laughs) that sounds like it should be hilarious please explain what's coverdale page jimmy jimmy page and uh i can't remember his name a guy named coverdale yeah, and I think he was like the lead singer of some '80s hair band. Oh, had- yeah, probably. Uh, no, I, what? Why? Why would you say that? Just because they were rich lawyers? And no, else- just, no, 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 no. It was. Uh, it's, no, it was just a, a stupid joke. Like I, I would think that I would only pay like five hundred dollars to go see. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Page, Page, David Coverdale concert. Well, or you could rent The Song Remains the Same, which is the Zeppelin concert film, which is was typically played at midnight movies when I was a kid. Yeah. For like five bucks. Uh, yeah, David Coverdale was the lead singer of Whitesnake. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um you know some of those some of those guys um they they really just are having a hard time hanging it up i should say and he was uh in deep purple wow yeah i think deep purple had a lot of guys go through it yeah richie no yeah richie blackmore was in it and then he left and they had that other guy um oh you know what but i'm confused no yeah I, I'm, I'm getting confused never mind let's not let's not talk about yeah 80s quasi metal but there was jeff, a moment when like jeff, a lot of jeff, the- jeff you've been talking about art and uh the classical concert that you attended i wanted to spend a little bit of time on white snake if we could <laughs> kind of fit in well Pour some sugar on me, Brian, and you go right ahead. No, wait, that was Great White. That was Def Leppard. Seriously? Yes. All right. Well, is, then what does White Snake sing? Uh, What's your favorite White Snake song, Brian? Um, there's so many to choose from. I know. Oh yeah, boy. Yeah, you gotta. I mean, give, give it the thought it deserves. Where to start? I mean, yeah, the uh, good Just, to be bad album was pretty good, and then of course, uh, Restless Heart. So, I don't know. Quick, get to White Snake Essentials, and you're gonna find three songs on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. okay. I, you know, I think Robert Plant lives in uh, Austin now. I think he married Allison Krauss. Did they get married? Well, I don't, what, as opposed to shacking up? I mean, I think, I thought they got married. I, oh, oh, and you don't believe that either. Okay. I, I don't, I don't believe that. I did, I know that they've like collaborated on like several. Oh, they collaborated, Brian. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't think that they're, I don't think they have a relationship. Okay. Who okay. Knows? Who knows? Well, I, I thought they were married, which is why they were doing stuff together, but. Anyway, Alison Krauss, she was she was on the Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? 
soundtrack, right? Yeah, I like Alison Krauss. Yeah, right. yeah. You know me. Yeah, if they're alive, I'm I'm really not that interested. I just like <laughs> so so my friend Dave is in Florida cleaning up uh his family's uh vacation home after uh, Hurricane Ira. Ian. Ian. After Ian came into town, Ira left town. Okay. Uh, um, and like he found his mom's records and the one on top was uh, Louis Prima and Keely Smith. And I'm, and then, and he sends me a picture and I say, maybe your mom hasn't, hasn't swung lately, but she used to swing baby. <laughs> and he's like, LOL. I don't even know who these people are. I said, yeah, you do. I said, Louis Prima was the voice of King Louis in the Disney animated jungle book. And, and then he types back the bare necessities. I'm like, no, Dave, I'm the man cub. I want to be like you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, that song I do. <laughs> I've seen you perform it. I have, and I'm <laughs> super tempted to do it right now. I love that song. Yeah, it's pretty good. I want to be a man, man <laughs> cub. I want to stroll right into town and be just like the other boys. I'm tired of monking around. Oh, shoo be do. Don't you know it's true? Who, who? Yeah. Um, let's see what happened Sunday. Something amazing. Something. Anything happened on Sunday? Oh, then that was uh, dinner with the Southerns. Yeah. But it was a gorgeous day, gorgeous autumn day, which is what the rest of the country would call a gorgeous summer day. Uh, and uh, uh, we took Mrs. Winger's uh, Mustang over. And, you know, as cool as that car is, and it is objectively the bomb i mean it's so fast and you know it's convertible and it's just it's just a muscle car man yeah um mrs winger's uh shelby mustang um people still drive like idiots you know i mean i i'll be going like mm, somewhere between 80 and 100 like on the toll road and, you know, there's still some knucklehead who wants to pass me. And I'm just like, okay. I mean, the thing is, I can go that fast. I just don't, I honestly don't want to, you know? I mean, right. I mean I'm willing to bend the rules a little, but, you know, not that far. And, and it's yeah, like, keep up with the flow of traffic to a certain degree. Well, and the beauty of it was there wasn't a lot of traffic. So it did have a certain Autobahn vibe. But, you know, unlike the Germans who are just like, well, do not kill yourself and we will be fine. Yeah, you go as fast as you want. We don't care. Um, you know, Department of Public Safety in Texas does kind of care. Yeah. So I, there, there's a, there's a great uh, website uh, called bringatrailer.com and they have, you know, a lot of really interesting cars that people will sell on there. Um, oh, right, right, right. And uh, recently I saw, it was like a, like a 79 Mercedes Benz wagon. <sighs> My dream car, man. I, and I thought of you. That would be so great. It was, it was, it was cool. Yeah. It was very cool. Sure. Sure. Ah, that's amazing. I, I, wow. See, and, and other people just think, man, man, that is Squaresville, daddy. No. 
Do you, do you remember my, uh, what was it? Like a 74 Volvo? Oh yeah. Uh, that car was beautiful. I wish I'd had money to like, you know, fix it instead of just letting it go. Yeah. So it goes, can't take it, it all goes. with you. Nope. Yeah. So anyway, that was my, uh, that was my artsy fartsy weekend. And uh, it's good. It was good. And, and I'll tell you what, it, it wasn't just the liner notes. It was nice to see. Um, Okay, so obviously, okay, so look, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have just had um, a wine and cheese party just as a mixer, okay? Or if I would, if I would have, I would have invited close friends and not so much associates. Though my associates behaved themselves very well and had a great time, and I, and I mentioned the young woman, and I just, I just think that you know, for whatever reason, circumstances or, you know, youthful inexperience, she never really had an evening like that. And I think she thought it was pretty great. And I would like to think that um, Mrs. Winger and I get some credit for being a cultivating influence, um, you know, to some folks, you know, Um, uh, some, uh, my friend, Greg Sanchez, uh, gave uh, did his winger imitation to the people at work who like thought that that was the most hilarious thing that they had ever seen. Um, you know what it's like. You know what it's like because you can probably do one. Can you do winger? I've yes, never, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you never, can. Never even tried. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's like this. You put your hands up, right? Because you're you're gesturing, and then you start talking. And then when it's least expected, you give a interminably long pause. And then you work in, Winston Churchill said, never sit down when you can lie down. You know, or some some stupid thing. So um, it's funnier in person. It's funnier when another guy does it. But I've seen him before and it's flattering to be, you know, have somebody. It's 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 flattering, Brian, to have someone engage in a cheap burlesque of authority figures. Um, (laughs) Yeah, uh, uh, it it feels great. A a shallow pantomime of uh of 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 intellect and and uh aestheticism Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, it feels great when your kids do it i'll tell you that (laughs) (laughs) i bet your kids have got the goods on you oh they do yeah yeah i bet Uh, how did how did that happen i don't know I'm not exactly. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure, but okay. Uh, w- wouldn't Sarah be easier to do? Wouldn't your wife be easier to do than you? Oh, they they do both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no one makes it out alive in this house. <laughs> <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, I, yeah, that sounds about right. I, I could do both my mom and dad, and so can my sister. They they love to do angry Sarah, <laughs> which just cheers her right up. <laughs> um, sometimes she takes it in in good fun, and no, uh, she, no, no she, she, she no she she does she she she's got a great sense of humor, and she can roll with that stuff, and so she's not afraid to laugh at herself. So. Or how smart her kids are to be able to do this. Okay, so so Ella, who's kind of quiet, can do it too. Oh yeah, and she's brutal. I, I'm sure. I mean, I'm I'm sure she's like way meaner than Jack. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And she remembers something that you did 20 years ago. Yes. Uh, uh, see, I told you. <laughs> yeah, and she's only 18, so I don't know how she does that. <laughs> 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 she probably she's probably like watching family videos right right like game film 
Mm-hmm. All right, stop there. Go back. Go back. Mm, just like I thought. <laughs> she told it. She told a hilarious story. So, um, just for a little bit of context, my sister has has some dietary restrictions. So she she doesn't eat eggs anymore, um, for whatever reason. They um, don't have faces. Uh, yeah, whatever. So, um, Ella. Um, visited my sister recently and uh, told a story about how um, when Ella was a little girl, um, she spent the night at Auntie Mandy's house and Auntie Mandy made her breakfast and Ella didn't, Ella doesn't eat eggs. She doesn't like eggs. She's, she just won't eat them. And she said, so Ella tells a story about how Auntie Mandy was like, Ella, you have to eat your eggs. And I was like, no, I don't No, I don't like eggs. I'm not going to eat them. And, and, Auntie Mandy tries to you know, use this as a, a teaching moment to, you know, not let a four-year-old dictate what they will or will not eat. You will eat what's been provided to you and you should be thankful for it. And Ella dug in her heels, didn't back down. And it, it, it was a, it was a thing. Like we got a phone call and, and like, it was, it was, it was a thing over breakfast. We got a phone call. It yeah. was a thing. It was, yeah. it was. Uh-huh. And so uh, Ella's like, so we were laughing about that story. And Ella says, well, Auntie Mandy doesn't eat eggs now. So guess who won? <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, you've been holding that onto that for 14 years. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Congrats. You win. Yeah. That's all right, Aunt Mandy. I'll be right here waiting for you in the long grass. <laughs> yep. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I was talking to, a, uh, it, it, it's okay. It doesn't matter. All right. Yeah, that was a good story. Hey, man. Uh, congrats on the art. That's, that's great. Um, yeah. If, uh, if our listeners, wanted to get a sample is there a place that they could go and maybe see a few things well right now the thing to do would be to go to the instagram which is at winger underscore abstracts um but as a matter of fact a listener al is working on a winger abstracts.com for me mm, nice yeah so, you know, I'm hoping to get that up. Um, you know, it's going to be, you know, the next the next couple of months uh, probably won't see a lot of activity um, out of us for, for various reasons. Um, but, you know, I want to keep, you know, we look forward to getting uh, poly fingers back. And uh, uh, I still may, you know, hopefully by the end of the year, we're able to have uh the guilty pleasures um episode you know I'd, I'd like to get chris levine back chris levine uh where can we find chris levine brian the refresher pop culture therapy podcast uh wildly successful wildly successful and that's not an overstatement no it's not no i know I he's know. doing a great job everything he does touches everything he touches turns to gold he's midas he's midas yeah, we're happy for him. Yeah, so I'm so happy for him. Good, really good for him. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. He is the nicest guy in the world, but yeah. uh, of course I'm green with envy, you know. I, and furthermore, so, okay, so his his psychology on vinyl, uh, there's been some pretty questionable choices there. Though um, he just did Talking Heads, Remain in Light. It was great. I, but I was, I, I, I questioned his, uh, his selection of an early Heart album. And he's threatening, as we speak, to do an album by the prog rock band Yes. No. And I mean, no, that's what I say. Yeah, no. Uh, I... I, I hate the band. Yes. I mean, I, I hate them a lot. 
a lot. <laughs> but there is, but there is a band I hate more. There, are, there are other bands I hate more, but you know, it's all just like the lowest circle of Dante's. Well, I, yeah. Do they get worse? Do you know? Do you know Dante's Inferno? Inferno. The, the is it the further, the deepest? Yeah, I, I think the lower the ring, the worse the torment. It's not real. Don't don't let it scare you. <laughs> Don't let it scare you. It was a work of fiction. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Cause, but anyway, all I know is uh, the playlist on the seventh ring has, we built this city. Moody blues, Gemini dream and owner of a lonely heart by yes. On a constant loop. It's horrible. So horrible. What Knights in White Satin didn't want any part of that? Ah, uh, that too. God, that song is so pretentious. I remember my dad talking about it like this is like just great poetry. It's like you've got to be. I mean, dude, I, I mean, I fell for that crap when I was 15 and I got over it. And uh yeah, that's 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 not good. It's I not hate good. that song. I hate it. I hate it so much. I mean, like where like the music gets like really soft and you like like is reciting the poetry just like come here i want to smack you (laughs) (laughs) it's unbelievable anyway uh, i'd like to do a guilty pleasure because and and when i hear a song there's a song and i don't want to this isn't going to be my one guilty pleasure but um there's a song by Cher from the late 80s um it maybe is it it's not it's not uh, do you believe in life after love do you believe in life after love yeah that was more that song? i do know that song yeah that's Wasn't kind that of late like, no that, that was late that, that was even later than that 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 came out because because it, it's kind of got like a techno beat to it yeah yeah it does uh but the one that, uh but i found someone to take away the heartache it's got that like um guitar that like like that that noisy guitar i mean it's not it's not a good song but i i i kind of dig it yeah yeah i just i i you know i don't want i don't i I don't want anybody to know (laughs) but but only but but knowing that our podcast is not chris levine's refresher pop culture therapy podcast Nobody will ever hear me embarrass yeah. myself this way. Yeah, this is a safe space. <laughs> Truth. Yeah, fact. Um, I, uh, here's, I know you and I, we, we joke about Katy Perry sometimes, but she's got a couple of great pop, pop songs that uh, maybe I'll talk about on the Guilty Pleasures podcast. Okay, here's the thing. I mean, I mean, no, no serious person would like listen to a Katy Perry album, right? No. I mean, particularly the way the kids listen to music now, which is to pick a couple of songs and go that. I mean, unless you're like listening to deep cuts on Apple Music, I don't know how you ever listen to how you ever get a hold of obscure, deep Katy Perry um so i mean you know no i mean a couple of her no i mean like her the hits she did on her halftime show yeah are fine you know yep uh let me ask you this this came up with listener al today um brian adams or john bon jovi go Oof. uh Okay, so Blaze of Glory is is uh, I will listen to that every time I hear it. Really? Yeah. Okay. With, without a doubt, um, Brian Adams has you know a certain 
he's kind of like a little bit of the cheese to it, but you know, he's 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 a respectable musician, I suppose. I think that's correct. So I say Bon Jovi's who you get when you can't get Brian Adams. And Brian Adams is who you get when you can't get Springsteen and you can't get Springsteen. Where does Richard Marks fall into this? <laughs> Above yes and the Moody Blues. That's correct. Excellent job. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's let's call it. I, I th- this has been good. Yeah. <laughs> I just love talking about how successful I am as an artist. <laughs> oh dude i uh i've watched a couple of things it'll keep it'll keep till next time um it'll keep all right um all right well so that's it um listen if you're in denver uh ray is really gearing up for the last part of the year people are going to be giving gifts um check out uh, all in a dream comics and books you can reach ray at uh, area code 303-333-8616 also you can uh, get some more information at all in a dream.us uh, the refresher podcast as we said is available on spotify and other platforms um that's it for now i think we're gonna let we're gonna close up shop on mrswinger.com it was, it was fun while it lasted. Um, we still have our website, but uh, you know what? I've actually kind of sold. I, I still have the uh, big, big face uh, prints, but I keep selling. I, I mean, the, the t-shirts aren't flying out of here and I'm not making any money on them. I'm just getting my money back. Um, but uh, those have sold pretty well. The print, the prints aren't selling that well, but maybe it's a pricing thing. Maybe I just need to come down because there is some room to do so. Otherwise, I just have, uh, you know, I have graduation gifts for the next, uh, you know, the next uh, 10 years. Should not be a problem. Okay. That's you got good. anything else? Okay. What? No. When you opened your mouth, what? Nope. <laughs> uh, all right. So, on behalf of Brian Grimm and the absent, but nevertheless team member, Polly Fingers. This is Jeff Winger saying pomp and circumstance. <laughs>